Coming up on today's episode of Locked on Stars, we're talking all things trades. That is trade potentials. Some guys that maybe the Dallas Stars could go after uh, if they're looking to buy at the trade deadline. Some guys that I went out and looked at. And then to close out the show, we will talk about some two promising prospects that we've talked about on the show before for this Stars organization that continue to make big moves in their respective Canadian leagues. All of this coming up on a Thursday edition of Locked on Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars. And it is Thursday, February 3rd. The snow is on the ground here in Texas. Very, very cold, but I'm nice and warm and inside. And I'm very, very grateful for that. And I hope you are doing well wherever you are listening to the show at. Thank you guys for stopping by today's episode of Locked on Stars. Whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener, thank you for making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the Locked on Stars podcast wherever you get your podcast at, whether that's on YouTube or your favorite podcasting platform. We are free and available wherever you find your podcast at. You can also find me on Twitter at Dane double underscore Lewis and to the show on Twitter at Locked on Stars. But without any further hesitation, let's get right down to business in today's episode. Like I said in the open, I uh, wanted to take a moment and talk about some guys that maybe the Dallas Stars could be looking to go after, uh, you know, with the trade deadline coming up near the end of March. We're still, I guess, a little less than two months out from that trade deadline, March 21st being that official deadline date. But I don't think it hurts to take a look right now and kind of see maybe some guys. And this is mostly guys that I went out and looked and maybe that I think could have a chance to contribute to this roster, kind of given uh, where they stand with their current teams and maybe a guy you know, some guys that can fit in with this star's lineup as is right now. And I was inspired uh, by an article on the Hockey Writers website written by a guy named Sam Nessler. Sam is a guy that I have met in the Dallas Stars media press box at games. He writes for the Hockey Writers, obviously covering the Dallas Stars. And he wrote an article with some guys um, that he thinks would be, you know, potentially good fits for the Stars team uh, as they potentially look to assert themselves as playoff contenders. Currently on the outside of the playoff picture looking in after Tuesday's disappointing loss to the Calgary Flames, but uh, not going to totally poach Sam uh, because I like Sam and he does good work. But there was one guy, the first guy in his article um, that I kind of want to talk about a little bit because I agree. And I think that this would be an interesting guy to add to this roster. And, you know, maybe Vegas looks to deal this guy. I've already spoiled which team he plays for. But um, we'll get to that reason in just a second. But the first guy that I do want to talk about is Chandler Stevenson, a center for the Vegas Golden Knights. I like this potential move. I don't think it's super likely, especially for the Stars, uh, for several reasons that Sam does list out in his article. Uh, I'll likely link his article down in the description below if you want to go give it a read for yourself. I highly recommend it uh, because you'll get some different names thrown out that I won't be mentioning here. But, of course, always good to have a little bit of perspective because everyone has different views on things. Uh, but I do like the Chandler Stevenson idea that was proposed. Um, you know, I think he could fit really well in maybe the second or third line. I think that's the nice part of where the stars are at is that they seem to have their top two lines in place. Maybe some movement could be done on the second line from time to time. But Chandler Stevenson is a top six guy most nights with this Vegas Golden Knights team that already does have a lot of talent 
uh, on their roster and debatably one of the most talented players in the organization hasn't even played a game yet because he got traded mid-season and that is of course Jack Eichel uh, and we'll, we'll talk about Eichel in just a second kind of the implications with him because he plays a pretty big role in whether or not Stevenson might get moved but Stevenson is having a pretty good season after having one of his best seasons last year in 2020-2021 he's now already you know set a new career high in points I believe 38 now is what he's sitting at this season which is really really good for a guy that's you know uh, on that second line most nights with this Vegas Golden Knights team. He's been on that first line some nights, but typically finding himself in the top six of forwards on this Vegas team. And so I think a guy with that much offensive potential who seems to now finally be finding his groove and hitting his stride within this organization, I think he could provide some really good depth scoring-wise and playmaking-wise. Uh, and of course, I, you know, I mentioned Jack Eichel. Vegas may be looking to move some guys because once Eichel is able to play, they're going to be looking to sign him long-term for a lot of money, most likely because Eichel um, last time we saw him play in Buffalo looked like one of the best players in the national hockey league. So certainly a guy that I think this golden Knights team is going to be looking to hold on to and rightfully so. Uh, but that means guys like Stevenson and maybe some other members of this team could be getting traded either in the off season or even this season. Uh, but one thing that Sam does mention in his article that I think is also something to be taken in consideration here is that Vegas is certainly not only a playoff contender, but a Stanley cup finals contender. And I don't know how likely it is that they will trade a guy like um, Stevenson. I was about to say Richardson. And I have no idea why Stevenson uh, to the Dallas Stars because the Stars, as of right now, are a playoff contender. And I don't think Vegas would be looking to deal a guy as talented as him to a team that they could potentially meet in the postseason, especially if Vegas is able to come away with maybe a top seed uh, and the Dallas Stars sneak into one of these wild card spots. They, they could be seeing uh, the Dallas Stars first round, potentially. And I don't think that's something that they would want to find themselves in, especially given the playoff history, the brief playoff history between these two, especially recently. Though it seems right now what we've seen in the regular season, that Vegas does have Dallas's number. But things are always different in the postseason. For Stevenson, certainly an interesting option. Uh, go check the article again. I will have it linked down below on YouTube and uh, in the podcast description as well. So I encourage you to go check out his work at the Hockey Writers. My second option that I think the Stars could potentially pursue uh, this season, in trade season, if you will, is a guy from the Columbus Blue Jackets who plays center, and that is Max Domi. Uh, he's 26 years old with an expiring contract at the end of this season. Um, and, and, you know, I think the Columbus Blue Jackets, I think most people watching the NHL know, and I think even they know, that they are likely not a playoff team. We talked about yesterday on the show that the Eastern Conference is just about all but set. Detroit that team that I guess is on the cusp of a wild card spot, but still several points behind the Boston Bruins, Columbus even farther back than them. It would take some miracles for them to find themselves in a playoff position. I don't think that they're going to get there. I guess stranger things have happened, but but the Columbus Blue Jackets are maybe similar to the Dallas Stars just out east and you know how they're a Jekyll and Hyde kind of team where maybe one night you're going to get a really, really good performance from them against one of the top teams in the league. And then Another day, you're going to get an awful performance. They're going to look like they've never played hockey before. So I, I think that that's also something to take into consideration that Columbus could be looking to deal to potentially get some picks or maybe some prospects in return to continue to build toward their future because they do have a nice young core. Uh, right now, this season, uh, Domi has eight goals, 11 assists, 19 points in total, which is a pretty good set of numbers. Um, he typically plays – let's see. I thought I had it written somewhere. Yeah, third, fourth line. Uh, he typically plays third, fourth line with this Columbus Blue Jackets team occasionally, maybe sneaking up to the second. But I think he would most likely play third or fourth line 
with the Stars team. Uh, I think, you know, he, he plays, you know, a nice game overall uh, and is seems to always be in the right place at the right time. If you go look at his page on NHL.com, a lot of his highlights are breakaway goals where he was positioning himself well on breakaways, obviously, off turnovers, or there's a few goals he has that he taps in off, you know, first intended shots from a teammate that he's just in the right position, either right outside the crease or at the side of the net to put the puck in and bury it. So it seems like a guy that could really benefit playing with the guy, maybe like Alexander Radulov, who's always feeding his teammates while well, racking up a lot of assists. And Radulov, as we know, is right now playing on the bottom lines for the Dallas Stars. So I think maybe a pairing like Jacob Peterson, Max Domi, and of course, Alexander Radulov, I think it could be really interesting. Uh, he's always at the right place, right time. I think, you know, he's not going to be a guy that's going to find himself near the top six of this roster, but a guy that can provide some pretty decent scoring down in the bottom six, which the Stars desperately need. Uh, that's one of the pieces missing if they're going to take a next step and truly get back into the playoff conversation after the All-Star break. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football continues, it's March through the playoffs right to the big game in a couple weeks. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live, real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline.net, where the game starts. Jumping back into today's episode of Locked on Stars, continuing the discussion on guys that I think could potentially be good fits for the Dallas Stars if they're looking to buy at the trade deadline, some guys that they could maybe deal. Uh, and of course, I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, my Twitter handle at Dane double underscore Lewis. If I'm missing someone or if you think I'm wrong, feel free to let me know on Twitter and also let me know who maybe the stars could deal for players like this. I know John Klingberg has been the center of many stars discussions. I know I'm seeing Joe Pavelski added to a lot of lists day by day. Uh, and that terrifies me because I really, really like Joe Pavelski. And I think this team still does have a chance to make the postseason. Uh, it's a, it seems like a slim chance as of right now, but I think if they have any hope of that and they truly do want to contend for a playoff spot, Joe Pavelski needs to stay on the team. But feel free to let me know on Twitter what your thoughts are as far as Dallas Stars trades. Maybe I'm missing someone who you think would be a really good pickup for this team at the trade deadline or just wrong in general. Uh, so feel free to let me know at Dane double underscore Lewis on Twitter. The third guy that I found in my search for potential scoring depth for this Dallas Stars team. Uh, really, all of these are forwards, again, inspired uh, by Sam's article with the hockey writer. He and I see eye to eye that the biggest need for the Stars team is depth scoring. I think as far as defensemen, the Stars are okay right now. Uh, could be better, not necessarily great. Goalies, I think we're in good shape. The defense is typically not an issue uh, outside of the times when they collapse at the end of games, but you don't have to worry about collapsing if you score a lot of goals. And I think getting guys like this could certainly benefit this Dallas Stars team. And the third guy that I have on this list is Lawson Krause, a left wing of the Arizona Coyotes. First of all, Lawson Krause is about as Texan of a name as you can find. Uh, I don't know off the top of my head where he was born at, but I think that's a really cool name. And I think he would fit in just fine in Texas with a really cool name like Lawson Krause. And Arizona as a team has so many expiring contracts at the end of the season. I think that as of right now, at least with forwards, they only have like one or two guys coming back. Clayton Keller, of course, one of those guys. He's not touchable. He's staying put in Arizona. He is the centerpiece of which this rebuild uh, is being built around, uh, and rightfully so. He's a one heck of a player. But Kraus may get, you know, 
moved uh, just because, you know, he could be an odd man out. Uh, he might get re-signed because he is 24. Uh, he's a younger guy within this organization. But who knows if, you know, the Arizona front office is seeing him and the coaching staff is seeing him as a part of this rebuild as a legitimate piece of this team for the future. Or if he's a guy that's just going to fall by the wayside uh, because the Arizona Coyotes are a mess. So even if he is a guy that, you know, he, they should keep long term, who knows if the coaching staff in front office are actually going to see it that way or if he's a guy that they let walk or a guy that they trade in the middle of the season and they end up regretting it and he ends up being a great player somewhere else. I feel like a team like Arizona is susceptible to that kind of thing just because of the absolute disaster, uh, chaotic state that their organization is in right now um, with so many different things going on. But Kraus, as of right now, has 11 goals, 10 assists, 21 points on the season. Another top six guy, play, again, playing typically second line, sometimes first line minutes with this Coyote squad, kind of getting moved around as the roster gets moved around due to injuries, AHL call-ups, what have you, COVID, uh, always a factor to be taken in with any NHL team this season. But another guy that I think could play in the bottom six uh, because I think that might suit him better on a better team, like I said, Arizona as an organization is a disaster right now. The team is one of the worst in the NHL, the second worst record right now, only ahead of the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, and, you know, certainly looking to potentially get the number one overall pick come draft time this spring, at least being in the top three picks. So uh, certainly no playoff aspirations in Arizona. So I, I don't think it's out of the question to assume that they might be dealing some players at the trade deadline to continue to acquire draft picks, prospects, what have you, to continue to build toward this future that maybe will be getting brighter for this organization and for the state of Arizona. Uh, right now, things are pretty bad. Things are pretty dark. But I think, you know, maybe Lawson Kraus gets moved kind of in the, the chaos of it all. Uh, and he maybe slips out to a team like Dallas who could really use his services. 11 goals on the season isn't anything crazy. But I think if you put a guy with that kind of production who's been playing top six minutes on a bad team, you move him to a third or fourth line on a good team. I think he's able to fit in quite well, again, especially with maybe a guy like Radulov Peterson or maybe even a guy like Roddick Foxa. Uh, I think, you know, that they could find some chemistry there and play really, really well together. So Lawson Kraus, left wing, Arizona, my third option for the Stars at the trade deadline if they're looking to buy. My last guy that I think the Dallas Stars could go after potentially is a guy from within the Central Division playing for the Chicago Blackhawks, playing left wing and right wing a little bit uh, all over the place is Dominic uh, Kubalik. He plays wing for the Chicago Blackhawks. And typically, I wouldn't think it'd be, you know, even a debate uh, that you trade. You know, typically, you probably wouldn't trade within your division, especially if both teams are competing for playoff spots. I think the Stars still competing for a playoff spot with the Chicago Blackhawks. I, I think it's fair to say that unless something crazy happens with them, that they're not going to be in the playoffs this season, especially just with how stacked this division is. I, I can't see them crawling and fighting their way back into the playoff picture. They're also down near the bottom of the standings across the entire NHL. But Kubelik is another guy that has his contract expiring at the end of the season. I believe just about every guy I've mentioned on this list is in that boat with him. He could be another guy kind of similar to Arizona, maybe an odd man out within this organization because of the amount of young players on this roster that Chicago will probably be looking to sign. You have guys like Alex DeBrinkett, all-star for the team this year, Dylan Strome, Brandon Hagel, guys like that uh, that are in their early 20s, similar uh, to Kubelik, who I believe is only 24. Uh, I could have that wrong. I didn't write that down before recording, but I know he's in his early 20s, and I think he could just be maybe another guy like Kraus that gets kind of thrown to the wayside just in the, the hustle and bustle and chaos of things because the Blackhawks also have a lot going on right now within their organization, not necessarily being 
the best run organization at the moment. But that is a whole other can of worms. And I'm sure many of you already know what is transpiring, what has transpired within the organization and front office, coaching staff, what have you this season. Um, but yeah, I, I think Kubelik could be a guy that gets maybe overlooked. He is a bottom six forward on the Chicago Blackhawks team, of course, probably be filling that role with the Stars as well. He has 10 goals, 7 assists, 17 points on the season. Uh, he's a good guy to have in front of the net. Many of you might remember he did score the third goal of the game to tie it for the Chicago Blackhawks whenever they were in town playing the Dallas Stars, which the Stars would go on to win that game 4-3 to in OT. But Kubelik was the one that tied it up. Uh, it was a sloppy turnover play from Rupe Hintz at the blue line, but then I can't remember who shot the puck at the top um, for the Blackhawks, but then the puck goes towards the net. Kubelik makes a really nice deflection play on it in front. Has some other really nice plays to his name. If you go check out his page on NHL.com and look at his highlights under the new section, pretty good effective score. Again, not putting up monster numbers, but you don't need monster numbers from guys on the third or fourth line. You just need some sort of production, which the stars have been lacking, uh, especially with you know the underperformance of guys like Joel Kiviranta, Tanner Caro not really putting up the numbers that we want to see from him. Even Riley Damiani, who's not, you know, he's a rookie. Uh, really, really young guy in this league and within the organization. So we weren't expecting a lot out of him. But a lot of these guys that I've named are guys that have been in this league for some time now and can put up some pretty decent production that I think the Stars are missing in their bottom six forward triplets. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years with reliably low prices for every single customer. They have everything you could need for your car, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. You can go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Speaking of their website, you can go there right now, rockauto.com, and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. And closing out today's episode of Locked on Stars, going to now transition from talking about potential trade pieces for the Stars team and talking about some guys that are already in the Stars organization just playing uh, in some different leagues right now at some entry-level contracts because two guys that were picked in the 2021 draft for the Stars have notched Player of the Month honors for their respective leagues continuing to show that the future is bright within the stars organization they seem to be making some really really good draft picks starting with wyatt johnson the first round pick for this stars team back in the spring summertime he is once again taken home player of the month honors in the ontario hockey league the ohl he took the award back for december and now he has claimed it for the month of january in the month of january he had five goals 14 assists and 19 points total his team, the Windsor Spitfires, recorded a 6-2-0 record. Uh, he had four straight games with at least three points to start out the month. Uh, he had eight points in two games, stretching from January 8th to 9th. He recorded eight points total in those games. There's going to be some guys in the NHL that don't even score eight points this season, despite playing several games, double-digit games, 20, 30, maybe 40 games. So, obviously, the OHL is different. 
in the NHL, but that's still an incredible feat. Johnston is the first OHL player to win back-to-back Player of the Month awards since joining Cairo back in 2017. And as we all know uh, a little all too well here with the Dallas Stars, Jordan Cairo is a pretty good player that worked out for the St. Louis Blues. So maybe that's a good sign. Uh, We'll be looking back in time when someone else is winning back-to-back OHL Player of the Month awards, and they'll be like, the last guy to do that was Wyatt Johnston, who's on an absolute tear for the Dallas Stars, who are continual playoff juggernauts. Uh, A man can hope, right? A man can dream. Uh, But that's encouraging to hear that the last guy to achieve this feat is now a successful NHL player for a team that is in playoff positioning. Uh, White Johnson right now is third in the OHL in scoring with 65 points at age 18, mind you. Uh, The two guys ahead of him, Roy Kearns, uh, is 19 years old, a Calgary Flames prospect. He has 67 points. And then Brandon Coe, a 20-year-old San Jose Sharks prospect with 66 points. So the race right there is very, very close. Uh, Wyatt Johnson at age 18, sitting in the conversation to be the top scorer in the Ontario Hockey League. Really, really good stuff from Wyatt Johnson. But to Landon, Landon, Logan Stankoven, uh, he took home Player of the Month honors for the first time this season in the Western Hockey League, the WHL. He had 10 goals, 14 assists, and 24 points total in the month of January. Not too shabby from the second round pick for the Stars in the 2021 draft. He sits with 56 points on the season, which I believe is fourth uh, best in the WHL right now. He's on a 10-game point streak. Their next game will be tomorrow, February 4th. But as of right now, he sits at a 10-game point streak. He recorded a hat trick on January 29th, and his team, the Kamloops Blazers, have won six straight. They'll be looking to get their seventh straight win whenever they take the ice on February 4th. I believe they're starting a three-game road trip there as well. Uh, so maybe it'll be, you know, he'll do really well for his team and keep the hot streak going. But nonetheless, really, really fun to continue to keep up with these guys from a distance. Clearly not getting, you know, watching too much OHL, WHL action down here in the States. But always encouraging to see that these guys are making noise wherever they're at. And hopefully they'll be making noise in the NHL sooner rather than later. And, you know, we talk about the need for offensive efficiency. I think these guys are going to provide that. Uh, they're providing it right now. And again, these leagues, the OHL and the WHL, are very different than the National Hockey League. But still, you have to start somewhere. And we see guys like Jordan Cairo, who who started out hot in the OHL and has worked his way up to the NHL, where he's a successful forward for his team. And I think these two guys, Johnston and Stankoven, have the opportunity to do that uh, and you know play to the best of their abilities and really, really help this organization out down the road and i can't wait to see them at the nhl level but that's going to do it for today's episode of locked on stars thank you again for making locked on stars your first listen of the day now go make your second listen of the day the locked on bets podcast with your boy q and of course with always expert analysis and insight from lee sterling check out the locked on bets podcast for free wherever you get your podcast at also speaking of free podcasts the locked on stars podcast is free and available wherever you get your podcasts as well be sure to subscribe to and follow the podcast wherever you listen, whether it's on YouTube or your favorite podcasting platform. Be sure to rate and review if you like what you hear. And of course, you can also find me on Twitter at Dane Double underscore Lewis. That's at D-A-N-E two underscores L-E-W-I-S. You can also find the show on Twitter at Locked on Stars. Remember, if you have any thoughts on trade deadline talks concerning the Dallas Stars, whatever it might be, throw it my way on Twitter. Always love to hear what you guys have to say about the buzz around the Dallas Stars and their organizational endeavors. That's going to do it for today's episode, though. Tomorrow, we'll probably be talking a little bit about this All-Star Weekend, maybe talk about some NHL power rankings. going to be a good time closing out the week on Friday. We'll see you there, Stars fans. Have a great rest of your day.